Welcome to the Restoration Church Weekly Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you are inspired by today's podcast to pursue your God-given calling to reach just one more. Thanks for listening. Good morning, church. Well, my name is Stephen Johnson. If this is your first time, uh, I serve as one of the pastors here at Restoration Church. I serve in the north part of the country uh, called Bethlehem. Uh, it's not a country, it's a town. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get the privilege to pastor our Bethlehem campus, and I'm so excited to spend the day with you this morning. Before I forget, I'll, I'll, I want to say this. This Saturday, we have a Christmas at Restoration concert that is happening at our Bethlehem location. It's a one-hour concert, and I want to invite everyone, everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's a public event. Uh, at Bethlehem, uh, they do a Christmas play from morning 9 to evening 7.30, and we have a slot from 2.30 in the afternoon to 3.30. It's a one-hour concert that is happening at our Bethlehem campus. So I, I really, I, I would love for every single one of you to drive and make a way. It's beautiful. The drive is beautiful. And you get to hang out with our Bethlehem crew there. So I'm really excited. It is this coming Saturday at 2.30 to 3.30. So make plans to be there. Thank you so much for in advance for doing that. Well, uh, if, you, if this is, again, it's brand new that you're in Restoration Church, we are one church that meets in different locations, so I want to uh, welcome everyone who's watching us online from our Plymouth, Milton, and Bethlehem location church. Would you clap for all of our locations? Well, today, what I want to really talk about is so simple, yet so profound, and I want to really get into my message. So if you have your Bibles or your smartphones, go to Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. I might just read 35 and go to the last verse. I'll be reading out of New Living Translations, uh, translation. So it reads like this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Can you go to the last verse where it says, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life nor angels or demons, nor fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. From God's love. Today, I want to talk, talk on this topic called love like Jesus. Love like Jesus. And I want to start off by talking about a story that, that is personal to me. Uh, as I was growing up, I, as you know, I grew up in Kuwait for most of my life, and I've seen people treat my parents really bad. I've seen people talk about my parents really bad behind their backs. 
I saw people mistreating my parents. I saw people taking, asking for money, but lying to them about why they need that money. I've seen people mistreating, but at that moment, I always was angry at them because I knew what they were doing to my parents. I knew what they were doing to my parents, but I always was fascinated about how my parents responded to them. And I always ask my parents, like, why are you letting them treat you this way? Why are you letting them treat you so bad, even though you know that they're talking behind your back? They're doing all these things. And you know what? That is when I understood how to love like Jesus. How to love like Jesus. I saw something so unique in my parents that I never seen in this world. Now, please understand, my parents are not perfect people. I don't want you to think my parents are perfect or I'm perfect. But what I'm saying is this, I saw something different in my parents that I didn't see in other people. Or maybe not that I've experienced with other people. And I saw how Jesus loved his people. How Jesus loved his people. And that is the message of today. Today I wanna teach you a message about the unchanging love of Jesus. The unchanging, the unwavering love of Jesus. In today's world, in today's society, the concept of love is so divided. Love is so corrupted. So love is so divided that people don't understand the real meaning, the true essence of God's love. Because what they hear, what they see, and maybe even what they experience in their own life is something different than what the Bible teaches about how to love like Jesus. How to love like Jesus. But I wanna, I wanna say this in the beginning of my message. God's love is a love that is angered into our lives. It is angered into our lives. It doesn't matter if the world believes, believe or not. It does not matter whether your family believes or not. It matters if you believe the love of Christ for your life. And that's what we are going to see. How to love like Jesus. Are you with me, church? How to love like Jesus. It's a simple concept. Love is a simple concept. It's not complicated. Jesus never meant the concept of love to be complicated. But yet, we see a lot of people 
have disagreements on love or find it so hard to love people. Growing up, I found it's so hard to love our enemies or love people who do wrong to us. But yet Jesus shows us an example how to love like Jesus. If you, if you have your Bibles, go to John chapter 13, verse 34. John chapter 13, verse 34. And I'm going to read this out of message translation. The message translation. Here it reads like this. Let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Let me give you a new command. The love, the concept of love in the Bible is not a new commandment. It's, a not, it's not a new command. We read, we see the concept of love in the Old Testament. We read it all through it. But why is it a new commandment in the New Testament where it reads, let me give you, Jesus says this, let me give you a new command. Love one another the same way I loved you. What is new about this command is that Jesus is extending the concept of love. He's telling us not only just love everyone, not only just love people, but He's putting another emphasis there in the same way I loved you. That is the newness of this command. The same way Jesus loved us. The same way Jesus loved us. Even though we were sinners, Jesus loved us. Even though we did wrong things in our lives, even wrong things to other people, he still loved us. And that is the extent of the love that he's, he's telling this, telling here. Love the way that I have loved the people. But yet we find it so hard at times to love other people. <clears throat> And I want to today teach you through it what the world believes what love is and contrast and compare with God's love. Number one, how can we love like Jesus? Number one, worldly love is selfish. Jesus' love is selfless. Worldly love is all about me. Worldly love is all about what I can get from what I can do. Worldly love is all about if I can gain anything, then I will love this person. Worldly love is all about if I can, I can get promoted, then I will love my boss. If my boss treats me good, I will love him back. It's all about self-centered. It's all about self-centered. We read this in one of the characters in, in the Bible, 
Exodus, Genesis chapter 4, it reads, it reads about a story about Cain and Abel, where God rejected Cain's sacrifice and accepted his brother's sacrifice, Abel. And Cain was so jealous, so jealous in his heart that he killed his brother, Abel. And he was so self-focused, so self-centered that he even forgot that what he's doing to his own brother, Abel. Cain's selfishness caused him to hate his brother and kill him. Church today, maybe something in your life, something in our lives is blocking the very blessing that God has because we are so self-centered. We're so self-focused. Just like Cain, his jealousy, his self-centeredness let him cause his life. Jesus, on the other hand, his love is selfless. So selfless that he died for us on the cross. He died for your sin. He died for your sinful acts, my sinful acts. A shameful death that the world has seen. You know why he did that? He loved us so much. He not only loved us, he still continues to love us. That is the love that we need to have in our lives where we're not self-focused about what we will gain. We're not self-focused on whether I can, I can have anything out of this relationship. No. Let us pull that thoughts in from our head and let us love people, let us love the church as how Jesus taught us how to love the church, how to love the people. Remember the extent of the new command is love like how I loved you. He not only talked, he not only said just love, just love the world, or the people like I do, he showed us. Church, he showed us how to love. He set an example for us to follow. And today, ask, your, ask yourself today, is there anything in my life, in your life, that is blocking that is hindering to experience that Christ love and to love like Jesus. To love like Jesus. Secondly, secondly, worldly love is more materialistic. 
Jesus' love is more relational. Walt's love is this. Walt's perspective, the value of love is quantified in the material terms. The gifts that we give or the gifts that we receive, how big it is. Or will you accept my gift when I give you a pen? Or in your head is like, oh, it's just a pen? Christmas is coming, right? Christmas is coming. What a perfect, perfect timing to preach about this. Christmas is coming. Am I going to get the biggest gift? Or are you satisfied with the smallest keychain that your spouse gives you? It's just an example, all right? It's just an example. I see people, why are you talking about this now? Sorry, it's that it's the Christmas time. But I want us to think about it, right? It is, all, is it all about the material things? Or is it beyond the material things? Worldly love, worldly love is all about material things. Worldly love is all about how much, how big it is, how much. How can I fit in? Godly love is more relational. More relational. Here in Exodus chapter 32, 1 verse 6, you read the story, profound story, where Moses goes up to Mount Sinai. To, to encounter God and the people of Israel, Israelites, were down. And what happens there is when the people didn't see Moses coming down from mountain, when they thought it was the time, they asked Aaron to build a God for them. Literally, hey, I don't see anything. I don't see Moses coming down anytime soon. Time is ticking. You know what? Make me a, make me a God. Make me a God after that. I'm sick and tired of, I'm sick and tired of waiting. Make me a God. Literally, that is what it, they mean. So what did they do? They made an idol out of their gold and whatever they had, they made a little idol. Sometimes in our lives when we don't receive or when we don't feel or when God is not in our center, we put some idols as a material things in our lives. Where we accept those material things as more bigger than what God has for us. Let me tell you this church, God does not care whether you drive a Ferrari or not. God does not care whether you have a bachelor's degree or not. God does not care whether you have a mansion or not. God does not care how much is in your bank balance. All that he cares is have you, how are you having a relationship with Jesus? 
He does not care. Trust me, I'm not against any of those things. If God has blessed you with a Ferrari, amen to that. If God has blessed you with a mansion, amen to that. Please don't think I'm jealous. Please don't think I'm all against all those things. No, I have friends who owns all those things. I'm not. I love them. But what I'm saying is if you put those things in the first place and not God, then that is a problem. If your love is more for those Ferraris and for those mansions or how, how much you look good outside and you lost the love of Jesus in your heart, and that is a problem now. Material things can get in the way in your relationship with God. God cares about your soul. God cares about your life. God cares about your relationship. Worldly love is more materialistic. God's love is more relational. He wants to have that relationship with you. God's love, hear this out. In realm of godly love, relationships are not commodities to be traded or possessions to be gained, but sacred connections that reflect the divine nature of God. Godly love, he does not, he's not like, here, I'll give you this. Please accept me, please. No, it's not a commodity that you can trade. It's a genuine love he's seeking. It's a genuine love that he wants. He does not look at you, your status, and love you. He does not look how well you're dressed. He does not look at you and say, you know what, you cannot be in my, you cannot be on my table. No. We sing a song, in my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. That is what he eagers, that is what he wants to have a relationship. Love like Jesus through his relationship. Lastly, the band can come up. The band can come up. Before I Go to my last point. Material things. Material things looks shiny outside. It looks promising. But let me tell you, your material things will never accomplish God's promises in your life. Did you hear that, church? Your material things, the possessions that you have, it will not gain or it will not push you closer to God's promises. All your material things is an empty promises. And us to know loving like Jesus is more relational. It's more relational. Lastly, I, lastly, I want to say this. 
worldly love pulls you, pulls you away from God while Jesus' love draws you closer to God. Worldly love. Worldly love will always, always, there's no doubt about it. Whether you fight it, whether you know it, whether you don't, worldly love will always pull you away from God. Always. And we see this in, in the Bible. A character named David. David. When he forgot for a moment about Jesus, about God in his life, and saw a beautiful woman walking down the aisle called Bathsheba. He sinned. He sinned. He slept with her. He slept with her. When God is out of your picture, when God is out of your heart and your life, and trying so hard to fit into the culture or sometimes fit into the society and forget. It always, you gotta remember, it will always will pull you off from God's purpose in your life, God's promises in your life. Always. Worldly love will intoxicate the godly love in you. God, godly love cannot be replaced by anything in this world. Godly love cannot be replaced with material things. Godly love cannot be, be replaced by any other individual in this world other than Jesus Christ. I want us to know this morning that God loves us and He wants us to do that same with, through us for other people. And many of us sitting here have seen other people love you. And you're here because of the love that they showed. And we at church we always read these messages man like your church is so welcoming so loving they have a heart they have a compassion and even this morning somebody said the church is so welcoming when i came there's something that that we as a church we are ought to do is love like jesus and I've seen this in my, in my ministry life cycle. I've seen this. We think a lot of people do this. And I want us to be careful about this. A lot of people, I'm glad a lot of people know the scriptures. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of people do this. When they come across people that have different ideas and different theologies and different lifestyle, than how they are, they start throwing scriptures at people and, and starts loving them. In every sentence they, 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 they speak, they throw scriptures. 
and make them feel or make them feel good about it because they know they're they're sharing God's word right they're loving but let me tell you please don't do that throwing throwing scriptures at people is not a way to love people uh, love people throwing scriptures at people and condemning them is not the way to love like Jesus it's good that you know the scriptures it's good that you know the Bible but please listen walk with them walk with them where they're at don't just go off with because they have a different lifestyle than you maybe you're a seasoned Christian and maybe the other person is not seasoned as much as you are but is your heart willing to go down to their path and say you know what you know what I see that I see you're not there yet but can I can I help you learn about the love of Jesus and not not say you know what Jesus is this Jesus is that Jesus is this is a blah 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 and condemn them for what they're doing please church we are a church we are a restore restoring church a restoration this place needs to be a restoration right right church yeah this place needs to be a restoration and people will only find restoration when we love people like Jesus does and I want to I want to end with this ask yourself this morning God is there anything in my life is there anything God is there anything in my life that is hindering did I replace your love as a material stick material things in my life am I loving like how you commanded me to love is there anyone that I I haven't because worldly love is picky they pick and choose whom to love but God loves everyone whether they're sinners whether they are running away from God God still loves them all throughout the Bible it talks about it is there anyone in 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 your life ask God today is there anyone before we leave from this building at every campuses ask yourself this morning God is there anyone is there anything that is hindering because I I want to live the fullest that God has for us as a church I want us to experience God in the fullest way that God has for us and let that be let this message sink in in your heart this morning as you leave as you drive back ask God Lord if there's anything please take it away because I want to love people like Jesus I want to love the church like Jesus
I want to love everyone. Everyone. Doesn't matter the race, doesn't matter the color, doesn't matter whether they speak English or not. Does not matter. God help me to love everyone equally. Because you do the same. I want to close with I want to close with this. If every everyone can close your eyes for a minute. If this is your first time and you're saying God I've walked into this building with not knowing anything, not knowing the love of Christ, not knowing how to love like Jesus. And today God is moving in your heart to make that decision for God. If that's you, could you slip your hands with every eyes closed? I see you. enhanced if everyone could stand to your feet we're going to sing we're going to pray Heavenly Father we thank you Jesus for for this message God I pray for I pray for the person who raised their hands to accept you God I pray as you commanded us to love like you i pray that you touch that person's heart thank you god that your message speaks to us and transform us god this is your love is a revolutionary love god our love is not human love is not but thank you that you're allowing us and showing us to love like you this morning we love you we thank you we honor you god in jesus name we pray amen